everyone. I'm Ricky Fitzpatrick with Everyday Woodworking, your podcast home for tips, tricks, and advice to help you make the most of your woodworking time and money every day. All right. So, hey, again, I'm Ricky Fitzpatrick. Uh, This is Everyday Woodworking. Welcome to the show. Hey, if you're a regular listener, you already know we're in the middle of a really, really cool series um, about the best places to buy bargain tools. Uh, And if you haven't listened to it, go back, check out episode two, which is uh, all about buying bargain tools at Harbor Freight specifically. Today, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to switch gears from the retail store to the private selling experience, and we're going to do that by getting into garage and estate sales and private buys. So first, what is a private buy? Well, for this episode, it's going to be buying from a friend or a neighbor or someone you know who has a tool they want to sell, or, or maybe maybe they want to trade. You know, like trade some trade some chickens or some some Red Bull or something. You know, I don't. Or they might just want to just give this stuff to you. I mean, who knows? I have people that give me stuff uh, very often, and that's and that's just a great testament to like the friends that I'm surrounded with. Um, we're not really talking about classified ads um, or online marketplaces in this episode. That'll be coming up. Um, but uh, again, uh, before we get all into this, let me disclaim what I'm about to tell you. Obviously, if you buy from an individual, there's always a chance you could get a lemon or worse yet, we hope not, but worse yet, you could get something that hurts you. It's rare, I would say, but just FYI, if you if you have any sense at all, you know it's a possibility. Um, so I'm telling you what works for me, but as always, you've got to make your own well-informed decision. Okay? Yes? All right. We are done. Onward we go. So, today's show, the best places to buy bargain tools, garage sales. Let's start with the garage sales, and we're, we're going to call them, as we call them in Georgia, yard sales. Or, as rednecks call them, God's Marketplace. Right, God's Marketplace. That's where you get the best stuff. Best stuff for just pennies on the dollar. Uh, so yard sales, um, I'm just going to call it a yard sale because that's what I call it. It doesn't mean somebody's yard is for sale. It means typically they're selling stuff in their yard, okay? Yard sales are a fantastic place to pick up great deals because homeowners are clearing and they're cleaning out carports, garages, basements. They need to make some room, and many times they will sell perfectly good tools for pennies on the dollar. And and I'll just insert this. Uh, I'm recording this right now in the end of January, but with spring coming up, Jack, they're gonna people are gonna be doing some spring cleaning. They're gonna be wanting to get rid of some stuff, and they're gonna be wanting to get rid of a lot of good stuff. So um, keep your eyes peeled as we get into the spring. Now, a yard sale, while in my opinion, it's it's a fantastic place to find great deals. It's also a great place to throw your money away. So if you're not really careful, there are people who want to just pass off their junk uh, to the next person instead of taking it to the dump or just throwing it away. So with that being said, you know, just proceed with a little healthy skepticism, okay? 
Um, so one thing about yard sale buying, uh, and if you're not comfortable with this, you need to either get comfortable with it or take somebody with you that is comfortable with it. You have got to expect to haggle or negotiate, or like my granddaddy said, horse trading. So uh, my rule of thumb is never pay what the person is asking. I always ask for a lower price. The worst they can say is no, right? Okay, so if you're not comfortable with this, get someone to go with you that is. Otherwise, I guarantee you, you're probably going to pay more than you had to. Um, now, if, if you're not ready to ask for a lower price on a specific thing, then one one trick is, I hate to say it as a trick, but one technique is to try bundling, uh, bundling things together. So, for example, you see like three tools for $10 a piece, you know, bring all three of those to the guy and say, you know, ask if you could get all three of them together for $25. You know, it's a way to to haggle a little bit with a bundle. And, and again, the worst they can say is no. So, you know, don't don't hesitate to do a little creative bundling. Um, next, get ready to do some inspecting before you buy. Um, we could go on for like an hour about what all to check, but you'll need to do it quickly and on the spot. So I tell you what, let me just, let me give you a list of about 10 suggestions here for some obvious things to keep in mind when you're doing your checking. All right, number one, know a good deal. Do not go to a yard sale looking for a good deal if you don't know what a good deal is. How do you do that? Do some research. You know, get online, ask some questions, talk to some friends, find out what reasonable used prices are for the things that you're looking for. Number two, look for good power cords. The cords are a key indication of the condition of the tool most of the time, okay? Now, you can replace cords if you're handy, and that's cool if you want to do that. I do that myself. But if you're not comfortable doing that, you need to look for tools that have good cords. If you see things that are frayed or you got bare wires exposed, sometimes the tools have been stored, then mice or things like that have been gnawing on them. You know, if you're not comfortable fixing or replacing these things, then just you know, leave them because the last thing you want to do is short something out or hurt yourself or somebody else when you plug it in. Number three, ask to plug it in or test it, if that's possible, you know. Not not everybody's going to have a plug-in there at their yard sale, but if they do, um, this is a great way, obviously, to make sure you're not buying a pig and a poke. Um, you know, if you can't plug it in, it is a gamble, uh, and that may pay off. It may bite you. Um, that's just kind of kind of part of the game at the yard sales is if you can't test it out, then uh, it's it's a crapshoot, really. So uh, plug it in, give it a try if you can. When you do, let's say, assuming you can plug it in, the number four would be you want to hear this tool, whatever it happens to be, you want to hear it run. Um, I listen like for grinding noises unusually loud, like whirring sounds, which are probably an indication of a, a bad bearing. Um, and you see if, if it hesitates or if it hangs up. Um, also, in the, in the process of doing all that, make sure 
adjustments, knobs, and all things like that move freely. Make sure when it's running, there's like no weird shaky vibrations, stuff like that. You may be handy, but um, you don't want to buy something you got to like spend a fortune in parts or time repairing. So uh, you definitely listen for just unusual sounds. You use your head, you know, use some, use some common sense. Number five, look for cracks, dents, damage to the case of the housing. Uh, I would think that would be obvious, but and again, it never, it bears saying because uh, some somebody is going to pick up a tool and they're going to be like, oh, it's got a big old, <laughs> big old crack in it right here. I think it'll be fine. No, if it's, if it's busted up, then you just need to walk on from it. There, there'll be plenty of others. And you'll be tempted as you see these things. You'll be like, wow, that's such a good deal. Oh, I've been looking for this. Oh, just yeah, put it down, walk away. Another one will come up. Uh, especially number six for cordless tools. Think about the age of what you're buying. Okay. Um, technologies evolve. Um, an old obsolete battery. It will never, it'll never come back in style, okay? It's like parachute pants, you know? You may love them, they may be in great shape, but you're never going to be able to wear them without laughter in public, okay? So, you know, just don't do it. These old cordless tools, they just, they become obsolete so quickly. So be really, really careful and and if and frankly if the tool you're looking at comes with a battery just go ahead and assume that battery's probably on its last leg okay uh number seven this is something you're just gonna have to spend a little time doing you want to kind of brush up on industry news like recalls for example um somebody just gave me um a craftsman radial arm saw which was really cool and i loved it but I can't fix it. So it's unfixable, but however, Craftsman will pay you 50 bucks if you go through some recall process with them. And so, hey, it's a table, it's a, a radial arm saw I'm not going to be able to use anyway. So either I give it away to somebody else, which is a problem, um, or I get 50 bucks from Craftsman out of it. So, you know, be aware of things like that. You, you could buy a radial arm saw for five bucks and then maybe make 50 bucks off of it. Uh, number eight, rust. Rust, the big four-letter R word. Rust is a sign of neglect, and that's just all there is to it. If You can always remove rust you see, but just, you know, just know if you can see rust, there's probably rust that you do not see it's just a sign of neglect. So if you've got a power tool that's got a lot of rust on it, it's just a bad sign. I mean, you still may want to roll the dice on it, but if it was me, I would probably walk away. I would probably... I mean, it's, now, rust on a surface table type area, it's, that's one thing. I'm talking about mechanical rust, okay? So you see stuff like that, just just walk away. It's, it's not a good. It's not a good idea. All right, number nine, um, and hopefully you'll never run into this. I have never run into it, but always be aware of potentially stolen tools. Power tools are like the most commonly stolen item in a home theft. So look out for tools that have like name plates, uh, 
missing or defaced or serial numbers or ID tags that have been jacked up or defaced or removed. It's, it's a, that's a red flag all the way around. Be very, very wary. If something is too good to be true, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So just be aware of that because it does happen. Number 10 and the last one, even though we're always, we're talking about being thrifty, uh, if you're buying a used tool, then how do I say this? Because I know I talk about buying off-brand tools, but well, like I had said before, buy the best thing you can afford at the time. So even though you're buying a used tool, if you can buy a respected brand at a yard sale, it's always a safer bet. So if you've got some like Bob's power tool drill, you know, or something, and then you got over here, you got a Makita something, eh, go with go with the recognizable name. I don't know if it's going to be a better tool. It probably is, but it's a better bet. And frankly, some of these higher end tools, um, they may very well still have like a lifetime warranty on them. So if something really gets jacked up on it, there's a chance you could get a rebuild or something like that. So anyway, that's my first 10. That should get you going um, in yard sales and give you a lot to chew on. And um, I, I hope that's helpful. I think it'll be helpful. Okay, that is, um, that's all I'm going to talk about today. I think we're about out of time already. Um, that is a ton of information though. So we may even talk about this even a little more on the next show. I'm not sure yet. Um, I didn't, really, I didn't even touch on estate sales or private buys. We just got all hung up in yard sales. So actually, let's plan uh, the next installment on this series. Let's plan to talk about those two things, estate sales and private buys uh, on things like, you know, eBay, marketplace craigslist stuff like that so we will jump into those things coming up um thank you guys as always for hanging out with me for a few minutes i hope this was helpful um and i do hope you'll join me again here on everyday woodworking uh if you enjoyed this there are actually several things you can do one let us know uh, your comments your likes more important than we can say number two leave us a great review please your reviews are huge for us and lastly and probably most importantly we would love it if you subscribe to our podcast and became a regular listener also we post a video of each podcast episode as well over on our apple valley farm that's our that's our woodworking business apple valley farm youtube channel um, i'll leave a, uh, a link to that in the show notes so definitely check that out and subscribe to us there as well we're leaving uh, videos there not only of the podcast but of all kinds of diy how-to tool reviews and things like that so if you'd like to learn more about us you can always check out the show notes and uh, you can also head over to our website at applevalleyfarmga.com for lots, lots more. Alrighty, that is it again. That's a wrap. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time right here on Everyday Woodworking.